0: We are cruising right along here on Caregiver SOS On Air as we do at the end of every one of our programs we flip into Take 10 an opportunity for Carol Zerniel our co-host and Dr. Jamie Heisman a nationally known expert on caregiving and addictions kick around a topic or two aimed at caregivers and today we kick it off with a topic that Carol has selected that uh, uses a term that may not be familiar to most caregivers, but they know what it means. caregiver burden.
1: Right. So at professionals, we measure caregiver burden. We talk about caregiver burden, and it really means how does a caregiver, how stressed do they feel? you know, how how able are they to cope with the situation that they're in. So, why, Jamie, why is it important for us when we're working with caregivers to understand what their burden is?
2: Well, you know, Carol, to me, caregiver burden has always been something that that refers to people's emotional response to changes. That, that's that to me has always represented caregiver burden. And those changes are to the demands that that continue to pile on to them, whether they have a chronic, a terminal. Uh, loved one or, or caree that you're taking care of and and it, it matters a huge deal of how we as caregivers or how we as people if you will respond to change and and the, to have the flexibility to have feet on the ground to be able to absorb the change, understand the change, and move on without getting bogged down.
1: Well, and what you said was important, because when we do talk about caregiver burden, we're not talking about how many rocks are they lifting or how heavy is the person that they're caring for, not literally. Um, You're absolutely right. We're really talking about their emotional response. How do they feel about their situation? So if you are new to caregiving, you mentioned the word change. Um, what uh, what's the secret? How do we all of a sudden we're faced with being a caregiver? This is somebody's moved the cheese. It's change. Um, how do we learn to adapt to this change?
2: You know, it's so fascinating that caregiving is the focus of when we realize that we have difficult times in changing. I mean, all of a sudden it's like a two by four that hits us. Um, when really these are life issues. These are life issues. Or how anybody responds to change. Um, with caregiver burden, it actually goes, you know, far beyond the, the emotions and psychologically what we're feeling because it also extends to, to the financial, to the social, to the psychological. Um, all these things, and, as we provide care, are, are factors in terms of, A, how we are flexible as caregivers, and, B, how the person we're taking care of is actually receiving this.
0: Let me give you an example. We had two guests on uh, one week after the other, two relatively young people both caring for their mothers, Uh, one uh, well-known local personality, a singer, uh, Ken Slavin is his name, was very open about caring for his mom, very upbeat about it, uh, kind of poo-pooed the struggle and the challenge. And then the other was a young woman, Barrett Mason, who'd been a news person here, uh, who in some ways is overwhelmed by uh, the challenges of caring for her mother, uh, two totally different reactions.
2: You know, um, Ron, that that makes sense, though, because actually there, are, I should say, many more of the latter than probably us psychologists or social workers or healthcare professionals would like to admit, and we wish they were more of the former, because Mr. Slavin, Slavin, obviously is what we call a more healthy, I, you know, I need to say health, health, healthy caregiver. And I can say that from his responses because a healthy caregiver is a pretty balanced person that accepts changes, that understands that, you know, they need to, they, they're working with a progressive or chronic illness and they're able to be flexible. Actually, a healthy caregiver is one who takes care of themselves really first and foremost. And then, The other, which I I never like to really pathologize and call a caregiver, I call more a caretaker because they're more of the world of of codependency where, you know, they are on one leg and they're not necessarily practicing self-care as much as they, they should and they become overwhelmed and become superheroes. I'm not saying that I'm diagnosing somebody who I don't know. But those two schools or those two camps that you mentioned are pretty much what constitutes the caregiver slash caretaker world.
1: Well, and and if we look at the difference, and that may be some of what we want caregivers to look for. Um, the caregiver that was having an easier time had a bigger support system, uh, right. really in terms of uh, you know just the other friends of other, other siblings didn't live with the care the person he was caring for didn't live with his mom. The other caregiver, it was just her and her mom, and she lives with her mom, so that she really felt much uh, more trapped. She, didn't, she wasn't seeing a way out any time There was no light
0: at the end of her tunnel.
1: At all.
2: You, you, Carol, you put your finger right on it. I mean, I think that the caregiver burden, to me, is always made worse by a lot of factors. But the worst thing is, is that the isolation. Uh, when there's not enough people to support, when when people who are involved are kind of socially isolating. Um, And and to that extent, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, when you have a greater amount of support system, you also actually have more of a knowledge base to draw from. Uh, You have more perspectives to draw from, more people to give you honest feedback, more ways to to exercise your interpersonal skills. So um, definitely a larger support network. And also being able to ask for that support network and that help is extraordinarily important.
1: So what we see is a lot of caregivers may think, all right, I've got too much to do. I've got doctor's appointments. I have to care for my mom or my dad or my spouse. I've got all of this stuff. I don't have time for anything else. Um, And so they're just really feeling everything as opposed to, making room for something else in their life, making room for other people to help in their life. And that's kind of a hard concept for, for people who don't maybe don't have a large family, don't have a, a social network. You know, Normally they didn't have a large social network.
2: And I empathize, and I totally understand that type of a family system. I mean, I don't have – I come from a Holocaust family, so we don't have a lot of family left to support either. But you and I know also – that it's important for us to reach out and to tap what's out there. And to the point of that, I don't have enough time, and certainly it feels that way. It's an overwhelming feeling. Um, You know, not only can you and should you connect to to a support group no matter what and find somebody to help you with your loved one, but there also is, you know, 20-minute intervals where you may be able to sit, meditate, take good care of yourself in the process.
1: Now, we do all these, we're always talking about the latest research, and we've been talking about one-minute and seven-minute exercise programs. High intensity. High intensity, which (laughs) may be a great stress reducer. I'm picturing this burdened caregiver going out in the backyard and just running in place as hard as they can for a minute, really getting their heart rate up, and maybe reducing some of that stress and anxiety.
2: Well, I totally believe that, and I actually I had to do it myself, and most um, therapists do, because as you deal with the dramas and traumas of our of the people who see us, if you don't take one minute or two minutes to unload and sit there and do some breath work or so you know it's what with a little meditation, a guided imagery, if you will, for one or two minutes, I'm doing that now as much as I can just to catch my breath then you're in deep trouble because you have nowhere to unload it. But that one or two minutes truly does a world of miraculous change. I have a friend
0: know. here who works with really troubled kids and families, uh, and, and what Brian says he does uh, when he drives home at night, he rolls the window down in his car and, and virtually tosses all the stress out the window as he heads home.
2: That's Beautiful, because that's a metaphor, and that's literally what we try to do with, with our patients and say, you know, make a list, and we call it a God box, if you will, and then crumple it up and put it in it and just let it go. And so um, your friend, Ron, is, is dead on the right course.
0: Well, he's, uh, I guess, following what he preaches to his clients.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah and but that's th- too few. And I must tell you, too, the caregiver burden can be affected also by sometimes when healthcare professionals aren't taking care of themselves, too. It's a vicious cycle.
1: Well, so it you know what advice would you have for caregivers who feel heavy burden whether it you know it, maybe it's it could be that they're new and it's really not that bad yet or it could be that they're in the very thick of it 24 seven. you know what three top three things for a caregiver who feels like they are just drowning. over drowning, I'm drowning?
2: Well you said it best. I mean number one is don't isolate, don't isolate, don't isolate that you find a group, or you find a buddy, you find somebody or, who can connect with you. I Again, I think women have the market cornered powerfully in terms of developing best friends, and men need to learn that. But that friendship is huge. So that'd be the first one. Another one would be learn as much knowledge about the condition you can. But again, put on top of all this, some sort of self-care plan, whether it's a minute, three minutes, 20 minutes, all of it, all of it accrues.
1: And-
0: Dr. Jamie, perfect.
2: Carol?
1: I agree. I was just listening for the third one.
0: That was the third oh, there one. Was
2: oh, a, I'll tell you that. Here's another one then. Take, take care of yourself hoping, at the if, top.
1: If, What's if you put yourself
2: at the top, and if you have a strained relationship, put boundaries around it. Ah. Realize it and find a therapist to talk to.
0: Thank you very much. Flat out of time. Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zerni, i and you've been listening to Take 10.